Solid Families would like to thank Hoosier Ice House for being a proud sponsor of the Rock Solid Families podcast. In the heart of historic Lawrenceburg, Indiana, the Ice House is at the corner of Vine and High Streets. The historic building evokes a feeling of comfort with spacious indoor and outdoor dining, a large bar, and comfortable dining areas. Large enough to host parties, yet intimate enough to feel like your favorite neighborhood restaurant. So thank you again for the Hoosier Ice House for sponsoring the Rock Salad Families podcast. Welcome to the Rock Solid Families podcast. I am Linda Hutchinson here with my husband and partner in life, love. What is that? What is that? You still love me? <laughs> How attractive is that, huh? Huh? Considering there are readers, I can't even see you. <laughs> that is so funny. It reminds me of our little game we played today with our junior hires. Oh. We were talking about the subject of love. Love. What about love? Which is, by the way, do you know who sang the song, What About Love? I remember the song, What About Love? <laughs> You're not going to sing for us, are you? <laughs> uh, it was a girl band. Was it Heart? Heart. Very good. Is that a girl band? Yeah, I guess. pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, back in my day, though. that's where the title came from. See, there's some people that that was before they were even born, so they have no idea what you're talking yeah. about yeah. now. But anyway, that's our topic today about love and just how the world, our world today, has changed that meaning so much and how God intended it to be meant and used. And so mm. you were you were cute today talking about, by the way... To a junior high. Oh, like, my goodness. Linda gives me the topic, like, <laughs> hey, we're going to cover the topic of love. You want to talk to game. junior high kids, boys oh. and girls, about love. And, of course, it wasn't going to be love. It was going to be one of the forms of love that yeah. we're going to talk about today called Eros, which yeah. is the romantic Lust. part. And as soon as I said, like, all of a sudden, <laughs> the boys are clueless. They're like, ah. And the girls are, like, looking at each other going... I'm going, well, Linda. Yeah, and, and so funny because you were talking about lust and pornography and just, you know, how God did not intend that to be the way we use eros. And the girls are like, ew, gross. You know, it's <laughs> so funny. But anyway, that's what we're talking about today. We'll get into that. But before we want to do, we want to thank our sponsors. Yeah, let's thank uh, Maxwell Construction, Casey's Outdoor Solutions, and Hoosier Ice House. Mm -hmm. So Hoosier Ice House has just come alongside of us here recently. Mm -hmm. So we want to thank all three of our sponsors now to the Rock Solid Family mm -hmm. Podcast. Again, uh, we also want to thank all of you that are out mm -hmm. there listening and supporting the show. Um, and also just the work that we're doing. Huh? We got a really big um, uh, event coming up mm -hmm. um, here uh, later, in, or actually in March. So I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but this yeah. in March. Uh, we have our first annual fundraiser banquet, yeah. and uh, that's going to be a big deal. And, yeah. and our uh, our sponsors are a big part of that. Yes, and so on March seventh at Higher Ground Conference and Retreat Center, we are hosting our first Roxella Families Partnership Banquet. And so, if you're interested in being a part in, of what we're doing here and partnering with us, man, it's going to be a night of celebration. It's going to be a night of inspiration, and it really challenge as well. And so, we would love for you to have us. We're going to do some testimonies and just really share the vision and mission and what God's been doing over the past five years and what, what we think he's in store for us. You know, I got knows? to take a glimpse of the first couple of videos. Mm, man, they're powerful. Uh, 
My eyes may have sweat oh, a little goodness. bit. Oh my goodness, I, I they was were good. too. Yeah, they were good. but anyway, so we're going to get in today about what is love and how God intended it to be love. And we are going to talk about eros, which, you know, that word in Greek means passionate love, mm-hmm. okay? Romantic think of love. erotic. Sexual right? love, right? And that's how a lot of people think of it, especially our junior high kids are squirming because they're like, ew, gross, let's not talk I about sex. I hope he doesn't talk about <laughs> kissing. <laughs> but, you know, it's based on that emotion, that physical attraction, right? That fleshly desire that we have. And, and God gave us those desires. He wants us to have those desires, but he wants us to do it in the right way. Yeah, so we're not saying that's bad or anything. It's good, it has its purpose, it kind of mm-hmm. starts the fire, Mm -hmm. but then you got to find ways to sustain the fire, and Eros sort of love is not going to do that. Mm. The next type of love, hon, that is referred to, these are all in the Greek, right? And so as the English language just in many cases is simplified, (laughs) and we use love for multiple ways. We even love Mm -hmm. pizza, which is really weird. Um, (laughs) I love my wife, and I love pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, But uh, another Greek word is philia. And um, like Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. And it's brotherly love, or sometimes mm-hmm. thought of as like um, friendship. Okay, right. phileo. Yeah. And so, did I say that wrong? Phileo, phileo, phileo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, this is just your friend, right? Mm-hmm. This is the, the person you enjoy hanging around. You have common interests, um, and so you you love that person in that way. You love mm-hmm. them like a brother, and so that's another form. Yeah. Then we have storge, which is familiar family love. So that's how uh, I love my children and my grandchildren. It's that deep family love, okay, that we have a a mother for a child. And some people would say it's even instinctive where Mm. like the minute that baby's born, you're like, oh gosh, I just, I want to protect it. I love it. And so um, that's storge. Yeah. And and then uh, the final one we're going to talk about today Mm. is really the one that is, is most strongly referenced to when we're talking about living the way of, of Christ. And this is the agape love. When it mm. says, you know, the greatest commandments of these is love, right? Mm. This is the type of love we're referencing here. It's agape love. And this is that unconditional sacrificial mm. service, okay? It's, it doesn't mean we like somebody. It doesn't mean um, they're, you're in love with them in an emotional, uh, romantic way. It means you're gonna, you're gonna die for that person. You're gonna mm. serve that person. You're gonna put that person's needs ahead of yours. And so, yeah. We think, uh, well, I'm called to love that person. Mm. I don't even like that person. Mm. Well, that's because you're confusing the types of loves because mm-hmm. our English language simplifies it, oversimplifies it. Yeah, okay? when, when the Bible says to love your enemies, people are like, ooh, no, I, right. I can't. Well, if you can agape them, God wants right. you to agape them. And that's a sacrificial love. It's a selfless love. It, it's not a, th- you know, uh, stand me in the back, I'm your doormat love. Right. It, it's it's the love that Christ has for us, that he has showed and demonstrated for us. And we bring that up and we kind of rush through the other ones because this is where God wants to get us. That's where Christ came to show us mm-hmm. how to agape. Yeah. And and that's why, hun, it's so funny, the first time I really heard that word is when I was on a walk to Emmaus, which some mm. of our listeners may have yeah. done this, which is a, it's more of an ecumenical, non-denominational retreat. And there is a whole team of people 
Yeah. All they are there for is to love on us. They're, and they're the agape team. The agape team. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because I was like, what's agape? Why are... And it's because they just loved on us. Like yeah. They they carried our bags. They left us things on our pillow. They they just took care of things. They for just us. served. They, they served. served. Yeah. yeah. So guys, th- those are the kind of the four loves. Um, but uh, as we are dropping this show, it is the week of Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, and so we more specifically wanted to kind of narrow this down into the love within your marriage. Okay, the love with your partner. Um, mm-hmm. And so talking about that and. Um, how, how do we, how do we recognize it? And then how do we build it up? How do we maintain it? Okay. Um, I also, and I think we should probably mention like right away, people go like, well, how do you love? They think of Gary Chapman's work of, mm. um, the five love languages, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And so, which we recently, I told you, I'm like, you know, there's actually no scientific proof <laughs> that these are actual languages and actually, but, but I do think in your gut, you go, yeah, they, they, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's not that this is not real. It's just that Gary Chapman just brought to light in his working with couples, how he sees people show mm-hmm. affection and love towards each other. So yeah. you want to run through them real fast? Yeah. And so I just, we, I had a client just today brought those up and they're actually going to go see Gary Chapman in person and listen to him. And he's so, still talking. Yeah. Wow. He's still alive. Dr. Yeah. Gary Chapman. <laughs> and so, yeah, he wrote many books. One of them was the five love languages. And so, you know, we've talked about this many times on different shows, but um, again, you kind of looked at it like, hun, it's like your, um, your preference, right? Like this right. is, this is how you feel love and receive love the mm-hmm. easiest, not right. saying it has to be just this, um, or that the person that your couple, your, your spouse is awful if they don't do this well, but this is how you prefer to be loved. And, you know, one of them is words, you know, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So this is the folks who love when you say, I love you, or they love those texts in the middle of the day, or they love those emails or cards that you send. Um, they want to hear it from you. You sing their praises. Yeah. You give them pats on the back. Yeah. Affirmation. You look beautiful today, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I missed you today. And so those words mean something right. to somebody who's really... Um, their preference is words of affirmation. Right. The second one is uh, this would hun would be one of yours that you would prefer would be acts of service. Right. We've yeah. talked about this, and that's just people um, taking time out of their day to do something for you mm. that that you could uh, stand to have done, whether it's helping out around the house or running an mm-hmm. errand or just. Um, taking a load off of you, right? Yeah. And so you're thinking about you and we do a service for you. And yeah. so acts of service. Yeah, acts of service is my love language. And and I didn't really realize that until, you know, um, you bought me a gift one time and I thought... It was a gold watch. You didn't care for it. You didn't like it. it <laughs> Which, by the way, that's number three is gifts. Right. You know, gifts of appreciation. Like you were trying to show me like, hey, I appreciate you. Actually, I think it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. But I would have rather, I would have rather probably had you mop the floor and empty the dishwasher you could have saved me a lot of money you <laughs> yes. told me um, in advance <laughs> but you know the bible says jesus says he came to not be served but to serve and so jesus modeled these ways of showing love and like i said the agape team did things for us right so acts of service is um some ways that people love to be 
loved. Yeah. And then the third is gifts, right? And so gifts aren't good or bad. They just are in terms of how some people really enjoy that you've mm-hmm. thought of them mm-hmm. and you bought them some special gift, something that made made you think of them or something or vice mm-hmm. versa that, you know, they would think of you when they yeah. had this gift. And so we always think of your grandma mm-hmm. with gifts. Uh, you could not walk in grandma's house without <laughs> her giving you. Yeah. And, and, you know, this was so... Uh, unappreciative on I'll say my part I can't speak for anybody else Mm -hmm. that I would see a three dollar box of cookies or something and I'd be like really but she just like couldn't wait because she would know it was one of your favorite types of cookies yes she she would she would make a mental note that you said one time that you love these devil's food cookies and all of a sudden I ever said it she would give them to you (laughs) snack well devil's food cookies all the time but but again, that doesn't make you a materialistic person. Right. This means just like words, just like acts of service, like you feel loved when someone would wrap something. She would wrap up chapstick and mm-hmm. give it to people because she just wanted to have something for you to show I love you. So gifts are another way that people love. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one is just quality time. Mm. And, and you know, that quality time is the idea that you're not um, – you're not busy doing something, and in addition to, I'll include you also. So you're not cleaning the house and talking to your husband or something, mm. or you, um, you know, you, um, you're focused on them. It's not like, well, I'm home from work and the kids are out playing in the front yard, but you're uh, down in your mm. workshop working, which I've been very guilty of. Right? Mm. This quality time is big with the parenting. Like, just spend some good time mm-hmm. with your kids versus. Uh, I could be home frequently and kids get out of my hair. You go do your thing. I'm going to do my mm-hmm. thing. Well, if your kid's like, I just want to be around you. Mm-hmm. That's that thing. I just want to be around you. Yeah. This is one of your love languages where you believe that, you know, like if I loved you, I would stop what I'm doing, which women have a hard time doing. We multitask all the time to stop what I was doing, to sit and spend time with you to make you feel um, valued and appreciated. Right. And not overly, but, no. but a connectedness, like one of yeah. those things, like, uh, if I'm going to sit and talk with you and you're busy doing something that like, well, why even bother? Guilty. Why bother? Yeah. I'm guilty. Uh, and the last one is physical touch. And this could be sex or not be sex. It frequently is not sex, right? It's just the idea that mm-hmm. um, you, you might put your arm around your spouse. You may hold their hand. You may just be in close proximity. Um, just that idea that you mm-hmm. the, there's a connectedness to the two of you, okay? Yeah. And so that's the physical touch And part. I will say that a lot of these have to do with how you were raised. If you were raised in a home where... There were hugs and there were kisses mm-hmm. and there was, you know, t- physical touch or there was words of, of affirmation where you said, I loved you on a regular basis. That's really a lot easier to receive and give. And if you came from a very disconnected family where you really didn't show love mm-hmm. very much, it's really hard. It's awkward. You know? right. I'm not saying it can't be done. I remember you and our family, you were the first one that really like hugged people when they came and went because your family mm-hmm. did that. Mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden, my family started to get comfortable with that. But that mm-hmm. wasn't what we used to do. Yeah. But you kind of trained us. Now, your dad's a big old hugger now. He is. Yeah. He yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, a disclaimer, uh, guys. This was was this was the problem I had with the love languages, and you you said this at the beginning there, and I would this is what I would take offensive. Mm-hmm. You said, and this is your love language, mm-hmm. and I would always say, no, 
Like mm-hmm. I'm not single to one love language, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's like just because one you might have a preference in one. Yeah. If your spouse mm-hmm. does one of the others, you don't go, well, you didn't quite hit the nail on the head, right? right? You're starving it's, me. You're starving me. Right. Yeah. And, so, and so, yeah, like like I, I quality times important. Uh, words of affirmation. I love when mm-hmm. you brag on something that I do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or physical touch, you know, can't throw <laughs> that one out, right? So, so they, yeah. oh, the whole idea of... Uh, locking down on one is not yeah. fair to the whole loving your spouse yeah. process. So be careful not to say, well, that my spouse doesn't do it exactly right. And so really what we've given you is five different ways to agape the people around you, mm-hmm. whether it be speaking those words, whether it be doing something and serving someone, whether it be spending time with, like you said, a child, just sometimes you don't have to go out and buy them the latest gaming system. It's really just, you know, and and we've seen that lately, especially in the holidays, we will have parents that say, grandma and grandpa, please do not buy my children any more junk. Mm -hmm. Don't buy them any more toys. Uh, How about experiences? How about Mm -hmm. taking them to paint pottery or go to a trampoline park or to the movies or something where you spend time with them instead of more stuff. What they're saying is gifts aren't that big of a deal, but experiences and quality time are. So those are just five different ways to love on people around you. Yeah. I can't help but to go down that road a little bit with you as you said that because you said earlier that uh, a lot of times love languages are developed through the environment mm-hmm. or your mm-hmm. upbringing. And we saw that specifically. Yes. And like if you constantly buy your kids a gift mm. and you say, I buy you this gift because this is the way I show love to you, mm. your kid starts mm. to expect that, yeah. oh, this is how this works, right? right? And other forms of showing and demonstrating love love fall short and so be careful right like don't get don't train your kids up in a way that maybe is not going to be fortified down the road so I can't help but kind of use this moment just to celebrate you know today while we're recording this is our gotcha day which Mm -hmm. is the day officially we we were blessed with three more children the official official adoption day adoption day and so um, even though they were in our home over a year before that this was the day. And so our daughter, especially, not so much the boys, but the daughter especially, she wants to celebrate that. She, she wants brings to... it up and it, it catches me off guard. <laughs> and that yeah. doesn't say much about me as a no. person. But she's like, hey, gotcha day is coming up in yeah. two weeks. It, but it's a special yeah. remembrance for her that this was the day I, I joined the family and became part of our family. And, and you know, and I remember that in early on, she was only 10 at the time, but she thought that meant a lot of gifts, a lot right. of stuff. Yep. And so we had to try to help her understand it's not that we're not going to give you gifts, but we're going to make sure that you see that that's there's more to love than gifts, more than stuff. And so it has been those hugs. Yep. It has been that quality time. It has been, you know, those words of affirmation that you are beautiful and you are loved and you have value. And, and so we just try to do that. So we just want to celebrate, you know, and if, if you have love to give, you know, maybe consider fostering or adopting. You know, there's a lot of children out there who don't know what love is. Yep. They've not experienced it at home. And so whatever we can do to help that, um, we want to do. Yeah. 
And let's drill this down and bring it right to our couples. Okay. So as we are are talking about the idea of, well, how do we love or what about love? How do we love well? How can we do it better? How do we keep it alive? All right. We wrote down seven points. All right. So get your, get your pen or pencil out, get your paper out because we're going to give you a tip or a pointer on if you can start adding this or increasing this Mm -hmm. or, or at least observing it, you can find yourself protecting your marriage and loving better. Okay. Number one is, remember those vows you took, mm-hmm. for better or worse, right? Till death do us part, two shall become one, all of these, you got to remember your vows. Mm-hmm. And we oftentimes run into couples that will so flippantly throw out the word divorce. Mm. They throw it out like, well, you know what, maybe we should just divorce, you know? Yeah. And that is a forgetting of the vow. The vow is mm-hmm. that commitment. So just from the very beginning, if you're married, you're like, no, I'm going to go mm-hmm. back to that commitment that I made. So that's yep. number one. Number two is trust build. Build trust. Trust matters, you know, and you just said it. If you're threatening to leave mm-hmm. every time there's an argument, then that trust just erodes, you know, and that foundation just crumbles. And so trust matters. So continue to build and work on building that trust. I got I gotta add to that like it is the small stuff is as important as some mm-hmm. of the big stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so this is when actions and words don't match. And so when you say um, that, you know, you're going to do something and you're always a little bit off in the moment, mm. it's just a little bit. But it, what yeah. it does is it de- it erodes the mm-hmm. trust bridge. OK. And yeah. so you, you, you got to just be aware. And you got to be able to say, listen, you know, I'm going to be more true to my word. So trust building is always important because trust breaking is where the marriage will fall. Yeah. So remembering your vows, building that trust. And the third one is practice forgiveness often. Mm. And forgiveness is a command for your sake. Okay. People think we let the other person off the hook. And actually forgiveness is, you know, everybody makes mistakes often and seek forgiveness readily, remembering God's forgiveness toward us. So that's important. Let's go to number four. And number four is the idea of seeking God together. Mm. There's two things that come to my mind with this, hon. One is the equally yoked, Mm -hmm. right? Where -hmm. where we're both understanding our relationship uh, relative to God and that God is the the governor, the king and the ruler, right? And we're going to abide by God's way. Mm -hmm. And so if we're both abiding by God's way, we have a lot better chance Mm -hmm. of being aligned on a lot of other things. And so that's one idea of, of being equally yoked, seeking God together. But Hunt, we have to mention the idea, we've mentioned this in so many shows, but this would be an appropriate time. Yeah. This means actually doing your your prayer life together, um, sharing prayer, praying mm-hmm. together, praying to God at the same time where maybe you're holding hands and you're praying out loud, that now you are inviting God in between the two of you, right? Yeah. And so uh, we've said a million mm-hmm. and one times, you know, um, <laughs> Couples that pray together um, have a less than 1% chance of divorcing, all right? And that's, that's research-based. That's there. research-based. So yep. um, seeking God together is a big deal. Yeah. Number five is embrace empathy, and that is step into your partner's shoes. Listen actively and seek and listen to understand one another, and that's where trust is really built. When I feel heard and understood, mm. and I feel like you you get me and you understand where I'm coming from, man, that builds trust trust and that just strengthens the love this is where i'm bad when 
um, I'm too consumed with my own way, mm-hmm. right? And so I come in and Linda's giving me an emotional outcry of something and I don't want to hear mm-hmm. it at that time, right? Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm like, Ugh, and I dismiss it, right? And so the idea, like I, I need to be able to back down and walk into their shoes for a little bit. And so that's a practice, guys. That's where we've talked many times about our 10 minute check-ins. And so our 10 minute check-ins are all about, um, is my finger on the pulse, right? And so, mm-hmm. and that's empathy. That's just like, well, I, I need to try to see what this looks like through your eyes. Yeah. Number six is communicate openly and honestly. So share your needs, share your hurts, share your joys authentically, even when it's uncomfortable. You know, we use the 24-hour rule. If there's something that's bothering you or eating you up, please don't just stuff it and build it and build it and build it until it blows. Like you want to, you know, honest dialogue with faster connection and growth and also quick to forgive and to reconcile. You <clears throat> I got to confess again. All right. This is, I'm an avoider. Right. And <laughs> yes, so I will like, oh, is it, do I really want to go down this road? Mm. Am I really ready to open this up? And so my nature is to avoid the conflict. And so mm-hmm. that doesn't mean the conflict goes away. It just means that I store it back in the back of my head. Yeah. And so the idea here is, is one of my practices is to be, have the courage and have the energy to step in and go, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how to talk about this right now, but can we talk about this right now? Yep. Okay. So being honest and communicating. Last one is number seven. Invest in growth. So be intentional about building your marriage. It's not going to happen just haphazardly. Mm. So that means those daily check-ins you talked about, weekly date nights, um, you know, common activities, a church home that you and praying together. You know, all those things that intentionally build that relationship because mm. it's just not going to happen by chance. Right, right. So guys, those are seven points, right? Mm-hmm. Seven points. Let me run through them real fast because remember the vows, trust matters, practice forgiveness, seek God together, embrace empathy, communicate openly and honestly, and invest in the growth mm-hmm. of the marriage. So guys, hopefully on this Valentine's Day week, you will recognize again. Mm-hmm. So those of you who have been married for more than a year realize this is a choice of love, mm-hmm. right? And it is a practice of keeping the love. It is mm-hmm. a practice. So um, this is this is important for not just getting through the day, it's for Mm -hmm. this generation and generations to come. So think about what you're doing within your marriage. So you were talking to the junior high kids about how, you know, that little spark, you know, Mm -hmm. they may feel. um, And you talked about, you know, can't just burn on toothpicks. It doesn't last very long. But we would say, put another log on the fire. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a good country music song. There you go. (laughs) You need to keep, you know, feeding the fire, feeding that relationship so it doesn't die out. Yeah. All right, guys, if there's any way that we can help you in your marriage, in your family, if there's any way, please reach out to us at rocksolidfamilies.org. Also, please call the office at 812-576-7625. That's rock. Um, Gosh, hon, is there anything else that they need to know about? Again, if you're interested in coming to our first ever partnership banquet on March 7th, we would love to have you. Just reach out again, the the things that we just mentioned, rocksolidfamilies.org, and we would love to include you. All right. So we want to thank our sponsors again, Maxwell Construction, Casey's Outdoor Solutions, and Hoosier Ice House for sponsoring the Rock Solid Families podcast. So thanks again for listening to Rock Solid Families podcast, building a stronger community, one family at a time. Make it a great day.
Solid Families wants to thank Maxwell Construction for sponsoring the Rock Solid Families podcast. For over 30 years, Maxwell Construction has been a leader in turning dreams into realities, building schools, banks, restaurants, and many other commercial and public facilities. Maxwell Construction has made it their priority to not just build buildings, but to build into their community. So if you have any construction needs, call them at 812-537-2200. Rock Solid Families wants to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions for sponsoring the Rock Solid Families podcast. Casey's has grown to be one of the largest and most unique garden centers and gift shops in the Cincinnati Tri-State area. Whether you are looking to take on that next landscape project or simply add a little home decor to your house, Casey's has you covered. Located at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Call them today at 812-537-3800. Let Casey's help you add beauty to your home.